The date is Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. The show is The Line Breakers. I'm your host, Big Al, and I'm accompanied by my team of Coop and Derek tonight. Say hello, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Should be fun. Hey, this is Cooper. How's everyone doing today? I would like to welcome our listeners to our first podcast. This is the first podcast of weekly podcasts that will more than likely air every Thursday morning. In these podcasts, we aim to fill you in on current world of major sports, our opinions on how teams are doing, how we are doing with picks, what sports betting package promos we have available, promotional giveaways, contest giveaways, and of course, any development with sports betting, trends, news, regulations, etc. For myself, Big Al, I'm the CEO and president of the Line Breakers. I'm actually going to be at the Betting on Sports America 2019 uh, sports betting conference in the Meadowlands this week. It's a two-day conference, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. It's the first major conference in networking for sports betting. It's going to have top industry speakers talking about regulations, emerging markets, and all major developments in the sports betting industry. We'll be sharing our information regarding that conference, Betting on Sports America 2019, on our podcast next week. You can always hear our podcast on our website, www.linebreakers.com. And here's our director of social media and MLB handicapper, Coop, to talk about our platforms. Hey, how's everyone doing today? I'm, the, I'm Cooper. I'm the director of the social media accounts, mostly Instagram and our website, www.linebreakers.com. And we're working on a Facebook page. Our website is in beta stage, so bear with us, but you're probably on the site right now listening to the podcast. But on our Instagram page, we have been live for about just over a month. We've been uploading daily all of our picks. They've included college basketball during March Madness, NBA, baseball, NHL playoffs. And we're just here to give you the top quality content that you're looking for to grow your bankroll. Yeah, and if you, if you look at the website there, if you're uh, you know, listening to the podcast, click around there. we got some great insights to uh, different sports, sports betting information, wagering, um, things to keep in mind to be betting smart and gambling responsibly. Um, you know, let's jump right into it in the regards to our picks last week. We did take a loss because some incredible bad beats. It was like watching fucking Groundhog Day, just reliving the same thing over and over. Our pick dominating in stats and leading for the majority of the games and just finding creative ways to lose each night. However, always remember our policy. If you don't cash, we don't cash. All pick packages marked with that slogan that don't make you money are refunded with store credit and new free picks. Check out more about our if you don't cash, we don't cash policy for more details regarding specifics. Yeah, that's the most important thing that we preach here. If you don't cash, we don't cash. So if you're not making any money during the week, you don't have to pay us any money. We are refunding you, and you'll get a free week the next week. Um, t- yesterday, we started out 2-0 in five-unit plays, which is exactly what we want at the beginning of the week. Yeah, mon- mon- huge Mondays are, are huge. You know, Get up on the book early. You know, Make sure your, your bankroll is going there. Uh, and keep in mind, when you're paying for picks, you, you're using a professional service here. We're not a, you know, a gimmick or... A uh, quick dollar scheme here. We want to make you money over the long term. We do consider ourselves professionals. That's why we do have, you know, all these pick, pick packages that have guarantees on them. And, you know, essentially those picks are risk-free. There is a, uh, obviously, a monetary fee for using our service. But if that package is not cashing, we give you that uh, the whole another week free, whole month free, you know, whatever reason, you know, I, I don't want to be down for the whole month. But God forbid it does happen. If that is, you know, insured with our policy for if you don't cash, we don't cash. You know, we do honor that, of course. Uh, let's jump right into some NBA right here. I'm going to read into some uh, series scores. Uh, you got the playoffs right now with, um, you know, uh, Milwaukee playing Detroit, and that was a sweep. I mean, uh, I can't believe it, right? Yeah, no, we didn't, nobody saw that one coming. Yeah. Uh, Boston just a dom- – uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Milwaukee uh, – both Boston and Milwaukee both swept. 
those are not surprises. Kyrie, one of the best players in sports, uh, basketball especially. Well, he does play in the NBA. It was kind of dumb. But uh, we hope. Yeah. Who, who, who cares about NBA, to be honest? Yeah, I mean, right now, especially in the early series, it always seems like you know who's going to win. There's no really big upsets. It's not like NHL we've seen. I mean, we'll talk about that later, but, I mean, we've seen a bunch of upsets in the NHL already. It's just, it's tough, dude. It's just tough to watch the first round of the NBA playoffs. It, it really is. I mean, look look at some of these. Look at some of these stats. Raptors lead 3-1 over the Magic. Houston leads 3-1 over the Jazz. Philly leads 3-1 over the Nets. Nuggets are, I think, tied, too, with the Spurs. I mean, it's just crazy. And, you know, we're getting some DMs here. Why aren't we picking NBA? You know, unfortunately, our model's just not accurate enough. We don't make picks to make picks. That's where you get in trouble. That's how you lose a lot of money. And uh, we're working on it to create a, uh, a new model, some updated information that helps us pick in the future. Maybe we'll have something ready by the finals, but not right now. And, and especially weirdly enough, you have some of these NBA teams are only 15 and 16 home playoff games. I mean, that's a, that's a great example why you just can't pick at the moment. No, no handicapper right now is killing NBA. If they uh, if they are, you know, God bless them. But I, I can't see how you could be picking a road teams in the NBA every game and be, and be making money like that. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. You think that home field would give you advantage? I mean, I guess in basketball, uh, especially this year, we're just not seeing it, right, Derek? I mean, I mean, when you see the the Pistons are playing at home against the Bucks, you really think the Pistons have a chance? Come on. Yeah. Not not with Giannis on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Giannis is yeah. just a grown man playing against yeah. all these kids. It seems like I, I I was watching that replay last night where he went to go dunk on the Pistons center and then he clutched, got fouled. Had three seconds before he landed and then laid it in for an and one. I mean, the guy's a freak. Yeah, Jordan-esque. I was ready to see if the tongue out of the mouth. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Well, I mean, his nickname. Yeah. Greek freak. Greek freak, absolutely. I was going to get right there, and Derek beat me to it. Um, you know, Derek, who, who do you like to win it all right now? I mean, is there is there a favorite you like? You know, what are you thinking here for NBA? Look, man, I love, I love the Bucks, But, I mean, the Bucks can play defense. They got bodies. They can shoot. But until someone knocks off the Warriors, man, I, I can't pick against the Warriors. I really can't. Cool, what do you so, think? Yeah, I'm excited to see, I think most people are, the Milwaukee-Boston series. I think that's the next series, but I'm excited yeah. to see who wins that because that's just a good matchup to watch. I mean, it's just it'll be exciting. Um, but Golden State, I mean, in the West, I mean, Houston's clearly not as good as they were last year. I don't see them forcing them to debate you know, that. in game sevens. All right, that's it. You're both going to go safety picks there? Okay. I'll give you some delicious dark horses here. I got <laughs> Portland and Philly playing the finals here. If you look at some of these stats, both Lillard and McCollum, top five in points scored and three-point shots made. Philly's got two guys in the top five in rebounds. What we know from basketball, from watching these games, it's important that you're scoring, hitting three-point shots, and obviously rebounding. So if you're going to ask me who I like as a long shot here, if you're just a casual long shot player, you know, playing $10 at 40 to 1, Fifty dollars at thirty to one, or you know, twenty bucks, you know, casually for the playoffs because you, you you're just a sports junkie like us. You know, take Philly and, and Portland. Those are pretty good bets, I think. So you're trusting the process here, right, Al? Trusting the process. I'm trusting stats, man. I mean, uh, Dame time. Uh, Damian Lillard just. I don't understand why he's not. Um, he doesn't have the ability to, uh, you know, get recognition in this league. It, it's crazy. It's sad. It's actually sad. But when guys like Steph Curry exist, it's hard. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's hard. Just to quickly go, we do have, uh, you know, there is a game in progress right now. We do have um, the, the Nets playing Philly. Uh, Philly's just absolutely handed to the Nets right now at home. Up 16-2, five minutes left to play in the first. Um, shocker there? I don't think so. I think we should I mean, run to the bookie and uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe those odds for it in one will change. So live, bet that, live bet that bad boy. Yeah, live bet, live bet. <laughs> absolutely. I definitely agree there. I mean, that's um, an elimination game for Brooklyn. You figured that would have came out. 
A lot sharper than that. Yeah, Some bad podcast bad. radio go live about that when they're listening to it <laughs> yeah. uh, next week. Yeah, of course. Uh, we got the live betting. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you would think that Brooklyn would come out and play with more intensity, but you got to look at this team. I mean, Embiid and Ben Simmons, these guys are for real. They were losing yeah. for so many years. You can only imagine how happy they are that they're actually just giving it to teams like Brooklyn who – you know, finish the season pretty well off, or were they uh, the third seed, uh, sixth seed, somewhere in that range? I mean, even if they're winning in the first series, does it really matter? I mean, are yeah. they really going to be Boston, <laughs> Boston or Milwaukee? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, they got swept last year by Boston. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a fair contest. NBA playoffs are a little weird, man. It's all about. I mean, when you get down the half court sets and stuff, it's all about having superstars and and good bro. coaching, yeah. Well, and good coaching. Yeah. Oh, see, see uh, San Antonio. They know all about that. Pop is the man. Yeah, he's willing them right now. <laughs> I mean, Pop's when you have top, man. when you have a top tier coach like that, I mean, they have the the streak right now in the playoffs where yeah. they, they made it like 15 years, something like that. Something I like did more than that. Double I digits. Think it's more than that, bro. 20 more, years. 20 years. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is the first year that they don't have their their big three, quote unquote, Tim Duncan, right. Tony Parker, or Ginobili on the team. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. let's let's ask a more important question here, and I think a lot of the viewers, you know, if, if you have the thought here, I apologize, I didn't get to it sooner. I mean, is basketball really worth watching anymore before the finals? Is there entertainment value, or is it just too lopsided that no one cares about early round games? You know, what do you think there, Derek? Oh, dude, you can, first of all, the regular season's unwatchable. You don't know who's playing on any given night. Guys rest when they feel like it. I don't even know. I mean, LeBron, prime example. The guy, the guy runs the team. He plays when he wants to. I don't know. He's a world. He's he's the best. I mean, maybe of all time. It, it's just hard to watch, man. When you got juggernauts like Golden State, juggernauts like uh, Milwaukee, and all these teams that are just walking into the playoffs, it doesn't even matter. Teams are fighting for the eight seed. You might. That, that's why tanking is such a problem in basketball, dude. You either have the superstars or you don't. It's like a, a handful of like eight players that run the league. It sounds like it sounds like you're saying we should have a B team playoff bracket. So there's you know more chance of someone winning besides the Warriors and LeBron. Let let Giannis let uh, you know the big time Warriors let them play you know two v two two rounds four teams they play for the championship go. have everybody else play for another you know B team uh, you know <laughs> cup so we can actually have you know some watchable sports here. Now what are they playing for? Are they going to play for like the first pick? Is it like fantasy uh, losers yeah, bracket? Go. No, I mean, they're playing for the second pick. I think, like, if you're the worst team in basketball, you should automatically get the first pick. But they're playing for something. Yeah, they, they should yeah. have something there. Something on the line. The race for Zion. The race for Zion. <laughs> yeah. Zion's going to be absolutely hey, it would, it, impressive. It would give us more games to bet on. Come yeah, on, there we go. it would. But how do, you, how do you handicap that? I mean, these are all just uh, junk yeah, I teams. I mean, obviously. teams want to get Zion. You don't want to worry about those ping pong balls anymore. <laughs> yeah. Millions of dollars are going to come to their uh, franchise if whoever gets Zion. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna move on here. We're gonna move on to a segment that's uh, has that man lost his mind. In this segment, we talk about players or GMs doing stupid things at the professional level. I mean, we could just dive in it. You got Jared oh, Dudley calling out Ben Simmons. I don't know what that guy's thinking about. Um, you know, for our podcast listeners right now, does anyone know who Robert Woods is? That's not a diehard NFL fan. I mean, if you don't know who that is, he he plays as a wide receiver on the Rams. I mean, this is kind of like Jared Dudley. Who 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 is Jared Dudley? You know, for the argument's sake, <laughs> he calls Ben Simmons an elite player in the in the transition game, but only media. Uh, I'm sorry, not mediocre. He calls him average in the half court. I mean, you might as well call him mediocre. Um, this is the same guy that had a game-winning steal in you know, Game Four against you. You know, drove past you, dunked on you pretty much as well. Um, and then you're also the guy that gets ejected for a cheap shot. I mean, who's really mediocre here? And, and why are you calling out a superstar? I well, mean, this about- is just dumb, right, Derek? How about Ben Simmons, dude? He gets called out, and then he drops 30 on them the next game. That's big time, dude. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I mean, yeah, it's like don't get him angry. I mean, you thought you mean, everyone saw that was going to come after that. I mean, Ben Simmons doesn't even want to score points. He wants to facilitate and everything like that. But if you're going to call him out and he's going to 
just take a shot at his pride. I mean, Jared Dudley's like a guy at like LA Fitness who comes in with like the sweatbands on, banging the floor, <laughs> like he's playing at like the Cameron Arena and and he expects to like dominate in LA Fitness, but he's, he's out there Cameron playing against indoor. NBA players. Yeah, the guy that the guy that constantly, you know, calls fouls on everybody else but himself, doesn't call the ball in, just getting swatted every play. I mean, this guy is just just uh, atrocious in the NBA personally. And Jared um, Dudley was benched in this series. He wasn't he didn't even play. Bro, he, yeah. Yeah, he didn't even dress for and one then game. He like, come on, man. Wasn't dressed, and then he gets ejected from game five. You're not even helping your team win. And you take a, a cheap shot at Embiid for no reason. To, don't understand that. Yeah, I don't uh, know. You got the, and then on top of that, and this has this man lost his mind, you got the Nets GM, Sean Marks. Enters the locker room of the referees after game four, confronting them. He's fined 25K, and he's banned from game five. You know, uh, the Nets lost that game on their own. I don't understand where his thought process was because the guy is just, you know, just Frustration. Dumb. It's frustration because the Nets threw that game away. They had that game almost. They had a lead with six minutes left at home. What can you ask for? And Sean Mark, I think we I think we all know Sean Marks knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think of he wants to. Uh, it's like a lawyer. It's like a good lawyer knows the law. A great lawyer knows the judge. I think Sean Marks, you know, wanted to walk into the uh, locker room of the refs and uh, you know, just well, talk to him a bit. No, nope, I mean nobody. I'm not saying he gave him money, but I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah, well, he might have gave money, but we look back at our scoreboard here. Our live bets doing real good. Um, you know, we told you it was 16-2 before. It's now 30 to eight. Philly just pouring it on here. 30 to 8. And oh, look at Ben Simmons, home. man. Ben Simmons, Joel's got rebounds. I mean, this is this is just a, a great thing for uh, you know, when, when people get, you know, when people shoot their mouth off. I, I've never understood calling out a key player on an enemy team and having him just drop 40. I mean, we've seen it with yeah. with uh, uh, Russell Westbrook this year, dropping 60 after a fan calls him out. Same thing with Damian Lillard. Why why do you get these guys fired up? It it, it makes no sense. But um dumb moves from the uh the Nets, both with Dudley and Sean Marks, they're going to be happy playing golf after Actually, the, uh, after this first round. I have a, another one for this segment. It's a little oh, interesting. Please. At a drop today, How, what is the Chiefs general manager, Brett Veach, thinking? So if you, for those of you who don't know today, the <laughs> Chiefs traded for Frank Clark. Frank Clark's a good player, man. I, If the Falcons could have afforded him, would love the Falcons to get him. But when you go back to the Chiefs offseason, they got rid of D. Ford. And they got rid of Justin Houston. And now they trade for Frank Clark. They lose their first-round pick, and they give Frank Clark $105 million contracts. And this is a guy who has produced identical numbers as D. Ford. They're both double-sack guys. If anything, D. Ford had a better year last year. He played 87% of the snaps compared to Frank Clark's 73. Uh, sacks, Frank Clark did have one more sack. Uh, D. Ford, more total tackles, more forced fumbles, and D. Ford... Let's see what's his contract here. D. Ford is fully guaranteed thirty-three and a half million. It's an eighty-five million dollar contract, and Frank just, Clark. Just a joke. Hey, I, I don't understand. Like, what? yeah, I think Frank Clark's in sixty-three or sixty-two million guaranteed. Yeah, and I, look, Frank Clark's a good player. I'm not trying to say that he's younger, but you just lost your first round pick. I don't know what the yeah, direction. This is going this is in. this is an absolute stupid move. This GM's lost his mind. Um, you know that's NFL though. You know, good segment there. Um, we're going to move, you know, we're going to transition here. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. And we're back here at the line breakers on April 23rd, uh, Tuesday, 2019. Uh, we're talking about NHL playoffs. We just came out of uh, the NBA talk uh, as we mentioned before, we do have Philly leading uh, Brooklyn early, big time, game five. I'm here with uh, Derek and Coop in the studio. We're going to talk a little bit about NHL playoffs in this next segment coming up. 
Uh, in addition, we do have, to start off our conversation, we did have a five-unit pick today with uh, the Boston Bruins. They lead 2-1 in Game 7 at the Garden with 2.23 to play. Um, thoughts here, Derek? Boy, a tough game, man. Game 7 hockey, dude. You just never know. Uh, uh, Bruins should win this game. They should have won this series already, I think. I think they've been the better team. Uh, yeah, I really have much see see if they can hang on. They're getting outshot 24-18 right now. We'll see. I mean, yeah, this is, this is a good pick, though. We, we did have some stats that we gave you in the analysis for the pick. Uh, Boston Bruins, uh, the best team in the power play for power play goals in round one. I think they have around eight. Toronto, one That's of the worst penalty-killing teams, too. Uh, and this is just better This is just better sports to watch. You know, we talked about NBA not being competitive. Oh, almost, forget this, bro. My almost God. all the teams are, are, are going to be you know, closed out in game five. I mean, it's not, it's not fun. It's not entertaining. We have a lot of Game 7s, Vegas, and the Bruins right now. And it's just a, it's a better sport to watch. Uh, why don't we get into, uh, you know, Coop talking here. Why don't you give us a little insight on who you think a poser is and who you think the contender is here in the NHL, um, assuming that our pick, the Bruins, win. And if you want to, you know, make a, make a pick later, I think we picked Vegas. You know, if you want to talk about those teams advancing from Game 7 and, you know, Round 2, what are we looking at for the most part here? I mean, yeah, I guess you can't really uh... – escape the fact of what the Islanders did to the Penguins. I mean, sweeping the uh, Penguins 4-0, pretty much almost like ending their dynasty with that sweep, you could possibly say. I do think um, it's weird that they're not going to play in the Coliseum and they're going to play in Brooklyn in the Barclays Center. I feel like they have a lot of home field advantage in that Coliseum. It's small. I mean, I know it's small, only like probably 13,000 fans, but, I mean, they bring the noise. It'll be interesting to see, especially if the Capitals win tomorrow. And you get the old coach of the uh, Capitals, who's now in the, coaching the Islanders, and see what uh, see what he can do. See if he wants that old revenge series win. And, and Coop, what, what, what's tomorrow for Capitals, uh, uh, Carolina? What's that game? It's Game Seven. Is that another Game Seven? Yeah. Oh man! So <laughs> hockey's actually entertaining to watch, ladies and gentlemen, and folks listening on our podcast. It's a better sport, much better than the NBA. Um, you know, Derek, who do you think is a contender here? We're going to have to make a new pick, it sounds like, because uh, Nashville got oh, wrecked. Oh, my gosh. We got Tampa Bay losing in four. For those of you who have been <laughs> following us and you saw my futures pick, you can just light that bracket on fire, man. Yeah. Uh, Throw that one right happens, in the garbage. Happens to the best uh, I had Tampa Bay and Nashville in the finals. They both got knocked out by wildcard teams. In fact, if Washington loses tomorrow with Carolina, all the wildcard teams would advance. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Uh, there's a great, there's a great meme if you guys can find it on Instagram. You know, if you DM us, we'll send it to you, and it's pretty much just death knocking on each door of like the top playoff teams in the. Uh, yeah, sending the logos to heaven. Yeah, sending the logos to heaven is. What the golf it, it course? Whatever, whatever you're thinking about. Yeah, golf course. I mean, a lot of these guys. Uh, some of them are good golfers. Some of them just you know enjoy drinking thirty beers in the course and just not playing. You know, you yeah. can understand that too. Uh, to get back to your question, though, Al, a yeah. team I think that really, really impressed me this in the first round was St. Louis. They took out Winnipeg in six games. Uh, I mean, they got to clean up on home ice a little bit. They did close out the series on home ice, but they won all. all I think they won all of their road games. They, they've had an unbelievable second half of the year. Uh, they're a team, you know, look out for them, man. And you called that you called that series correctly, right? It was it was St. Louis yeah, in six. One of the few. Like, come on. You know, yeah, so they had that huge game five when that comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're on the losing end of it. I think that was one of the games where yeah. we were leading by two goals and lost the pick. Oh, Listen, we're not it. we're not too proud here. We're okay with making future picks and, and realizing the stats and and uh, how people are playing means that on a given night we can't back our future play. We need to remake the pick, like we did to Dallas last night who won an overtime, and, and make you money because 
No one cares about pride here. It's about cash and tickets and, and, and making some, you know, big time money here. Um, some interesting kind of weird things. I mean, we did pick Nashville, but you're never going to win playoff series. I'm sure Derek's going to agree with me here and Coop as well. Oh, you're 0 for 13 man. on the power play here versus Dallas. I mean, what the it's fuck happened? inexcusable the fucking talent this team has, bro. Players like Subban, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson. How can you not score one power play goal? And at that, how can you have the worst power play over an 82-game season? I, I don't – It's it's ridiculous to me. Yeah, I think I, they're going to look at something uh, in the offseason. Uh, Definitely someone yeah. need to get fired or definitely coach. change up their system. Uh, I think Laviolette's time there is running from his course after this series. Fire every I, line. Just fire everybody. Drop everyone. We'll just take KHL players. Just get rid of everybody there because— Keep Subban having be the Instagram yeah, star he is. Su- Subban, <laughs> he is an Instagram star. But, I mean, that's disgusting. You didn't score in a power it's play all series. It's absolutely embarrassing. we got to give some credit to Dallas. Dallas has been one of the league's better defensive teams this year, and— they they fucking proved it in the first round and they really really locked down. They got great goaltending from Ben Bishop too, but they locked down Nashville for the most part. Their leading scorer was was Rocco Grimaldi. Uh, come on, who? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who? And now Jared Dudley of the NHL. Yeah. Um, you got you got I some. Oh, I'm sorry, Derek. Right. I was going to say you got some playoff weirdness here, um, you know. And why were if we would have had our picks win, they'd be a little bit different in the stats. But you got another another league in the playoffs where the home teams are not winning, 21 and 22. It's not typical for playoffs, you know. We do if you're clicking around our site right now while listening to our podcast, we do talk about the NHL being one of the most volatile sports, and that's why we think we're a great handicapping service to use. We do win a lot of our NHL plays. Go on the Instagram, look all the way back. Match them up. You know, we'll have a uh, hopefully soon to come a record for NHL. You know, we do very well in that usually hitting a lot of our uh, our five unit plays, um, a lot of our premium plays. It's just a sport that we feel very comfortable with. But I mean, uh, at the end of the day, if the ticket cashes, it cashes. I mean, that's what's important. But you always want to have a ticket where you're up two goals with five minutes to play. I mean, I think last week, like we said, Groundhog Day, we were winning, you know, almost three periods. Five minutes to go, up two goals, and somehow we lose in regulation. I mean, that's just uh, – it's its incredible. Very, very, very low uh, percentage that ever happens again, but it, it seemed to happen yeah. back-to-back nights, uh, you know, even three nights in a row sometimes. Um, I, I'm sure we know the – I'm sure we know the answer to this, but i got to ask it. I mean, is NHL more watchable than the NBA? I think it's an automatic yes, you know, a screaming right. yes, actually. Do I even think that's a question? Yeah, it was, that was probably not the best question to ask. But, you know, people, you know, it's a DM that we got. You know, what's a better sport to watch here? Is it NBA or NHL? It does come down to preference of what you grew up playing or, like, what you enjoy. But, I mean, with no variable or no variance with teams losing in the first round, you know, you might as well just end the regular season with, you know, four or five less teams and just play, you know, play upwards. Not to mention that basketball actually is dumb because more teams are making the playoffs than – than any other team, and you know, percentage-wise, right? What sixteen people make the? Uh, yeah, I mean, more than half. Yeah, the yeah, more than half the league yeah. makes the playoffs, which is just disgraceful, to be honest. I mean, we all know why that is. It's for the money in the playoff games, but I mean, just just <laughs> waters down the the product that you're playing with, and you're just not going to get competitive teams. Quality, you get teams like teams. Detroit that have no business sniffing the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you have hockey, which is a little bit different because you could just get a puck on neck and squeaks through. I mean, you can win a game one nothing like that. Can we just touch on the Flames and the Lightning and and the epic collapse that yeah, these two teams just? Absolutely. I mean, come on. The, the this I was reading this earlier. The Jackets, the Blue Jackets, were down three nothing after the first period of the game with the Tampa Bay. Oh my! In the in the next eleven periods, they outscored Tampa Bay nineteen to five. 
Are you kidding me? This is a team that won up. 62 I guess they thought games. it was over after the first period of the first, set, your first game. Tampa Bay, I mean, they lost Hedman. Hedman got banged up. But Nikita Kucherov, what are you getting suspended for? Yeah, this that's is the playoffs, dude. Come on. I think Peyton yeah. Manning's on their bench right there. You know, a great regular season team and uh, another choke yeah. in the playoffs. But I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think we've ever had the best team in hockey get swept. Um, for those... Here. Yeah, uh, and I was going to say for the for the for those of you that are, are gambling, you know, fans and big time gambling fans, give you some you know cool things here. I think they were forty five to one to sweep the, the Lightning. You, you can't even consciously make a bet there if you're you know a smart handicap because it's just never happened before, you know. And we like to fade those odds all the time. Um, and right, Calgary yeah. too. I mean, these these teams are just Lightning, big offenses. Calgary you know, teams. defense fell apart. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, Nathan McKinnon dominated for Colorado. He was awesome. But, yeah. I mean, man. We, we cashed plenty of tickets betting on the Avalanche. We know they're a good team, but, jeez, man, that was just incredible hockey to watch personally. And uh, just one quick one, quick last night. We, it's the first time since 1980 when the NHL went to 16 teams in the playoffs. It's the first time ever both one seeds lost in the first round. Both one seeds losing in the first round of the NHL playoffs. That's If that's not entertaining, please check your pulse because – <laughs> Although it sucks if you're a Tampa Bay fan, I mean it's great to watch teams get knocked off. I think, uh, I think personally, I mean I speak for myself, you know I don't speak to everyone here, but you know when I watch the NBA playoffs, I'm only watching because I hate LeBron. I hope the guy dies in a fire in a car accident. I think he's a sellout, a poser, not a big fan. I'm literally Hot watching take. the NBA playoffs to watch him lose a series, and then get on my social media and just blast it out how I just hate the guy personally. But that's some deeper issues I deal with myself. Cool. Yeah, just do a giant rant. I mean, <laughs> now what are we going to rant about with LeBron out of the playoffs? I know it's it's, and, and that's another thing we have that more to talk about in the NBA. Why it's not going to be entertaining. We have no one, no, no LeBron haters are going to have some justice watching him lose another series. I mean, even the players don't don't even like him. No one wants to be in his uh, Space Jam Two movie, which is going to be a complete knockoff. Yeah, yeah probably straight DVD. It's embarrassment to my childhood, dude. Yeah, and, and, and we're just going to talk about some NHL here. Why it's a better sport? I mean, you have odd man advantages. If you can have a you can have a sport by itself where you line these guys up in the ice, and you have a. a excuse me, uh, a Coke can in the ice right inside the goal, and these guys can fire it, and they're going to probably hit it seven times out of ten. They're really sharp shooters. It's, it's a wonderful game. you got some big hits, some guys fighting. I mean, Ovechkin knocked out a 19-year-old guy uh, <laughs> fucking around with him the other night, which is just a funny thing to watch as this young kid thought he was going to, you know, push up on one of the best NHL players ever. You know, I don't think anyone's going to contest that, and he just knocked him out clean. I mean, yeah, you don't mess with to the, the NHL. Uh, we'll just call him the Russian bull. You don't mess with him. <laughs> yeah, Russian bull, yeah. He'll make you regret it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't understand. I mean, anything else you want to bring up for you know NHL that's kind of got you struck and dark? Because, I mean, it's been a wild playoff series. We're really we're really looking forward to Stanley Cup, making some more money with our picks. We do uh, have Vegas man. later. I mean, it's I mean, going we'll wild. See what, we'll see what happens after the dust settles after these game sevens. But keep an eye out on the Islanders and the Blues. Two Islanders and the Blues. really really showed so. I mean, they swept Sidney Crosby. Nah, that. That doesn't happen. Yeah, it does not happen. Uh, just an update for people listening to our podcast. We did make a five-unit play on the Bruins. 2-1, end of two. You got, um, you know, the Bruins are being outshot right now, out-hit. But they're, they're, uh, they're playing good hockey right now. We'll see if they deliver that big five-unit play for us. Um, just quickly going back to what we were talking about before. You have Philly 41-17 against the Nets. Oh, my God. Uh, this is just this is a blowout right now. Final word in NHL playoffs. Derek and Coop, you know, who do we got here winning it all right now? We'll make a new pick. Who are the finals? Oh, man, another future. Oh, this worked out so good last time. Might as well be the kiss of death. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to stick with our pick. I like if Boston comes out of this game. I like the Bruins a lot. They're a good team. They're a veteran team. They've made their runs before. 
And uh, I still like Vegas out west. I know they've lost their last two. They're up three games to one on San Jose, but if they get by two, uh, I like Vegas a lot. They're a good team. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I think that's a good pick there. Um, and out of the west, you know, you got Vegas there. Vegas spun really well. They just got to stay out of the penalty box, like we said before. Um, you know, Coop, they what do you got here real quick? After watching Nathan McKinnon and the show he just put on, just running laps around the Flames, I, I want to see how far he can go. I, I got I got faith in him, and I want to see uh, if he can get past uh, either Vegas. I think he's going to get past Vegas. Um, oh, dark and, horse, uh, I like it. And uh, I like the Bruins. I like the Bruins. I mean, I like the home field advantage. Their team, their veteran team, Bergeron, Marshawn's on fire. They'll get in your face and score two goals. So I'm going to go with the Bruins and uh, Avalanche. Okay, sounds like we have a new futures pick for our podcast listeners. Uh, We don't have the odds currently up, but we're going to take the Bruins and either the Avalanche or Vegas coming out of the West. Um, You know, that was a good NHL playoffs talk. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. And welcome back. It's Big Al here in the studio with the Linebreaker Show, April 23rd, uh, Tuesday, 2019. We're uh, coming back off the NHL playoffs we were just talking about. We just made uh, new future picks, uh, Boston Bruins and either the Avalanche or Vegas coming out of the West. We're going to talk some MLB right now. Uh, Cooper and Derek, I'm going to read some quick MLB records, and we're going to do a quick buy or sell on some of these teams. Um, we'll start with the AL East. you got the Rays at 15-8. and eight. Yankees 11 and 10, Toronto 11 and 10, and the Red Sox at 9 and 13. Rays, buy or sell, Derek? The Rays, wow. I mean, have you seen this kid Austin Meadows play, man? He, I mean, he's on the DL now, but he is tearing it up. They have a legitimate ace in uh, Blake Snell. I, I don't see why not. I mean, it's a, it's a marathon of a season. We'll see if they flame out, but why not? Why not? Yeah, I like the nickname. They got Snellzilla up there for uh, Blake Snellzilla. Snell. Just to, just to touch on the Rays, um, top three in home pitching ERA right now as we start this young season. Um, you know, Yankees 11 and 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell the Yankees. Uh, I think that they're a much better team. Uh, this record does not indicate the injury-stricken lineup or injury-induced lineup they have lately. Um, I think they're going to win a lot more games, and, and just it's not, it's not indicative of how they're going to play. They're going to get a lot of these guys back. And uh, they're going to end up winning, you know, 30, not 30 in a row, but 30 and 5, you know, 25 and 5. They're going to go on a run. Just a sick run. I mean, look, for them to be 11 and 10 with the injuries that they have piled up, I, I think it's impressive. They haven't even gotten, you know, their starting pitching has been suspect. Their bullpen hasn't been good, and that's supposed to be their biggest strain. So for them to be sitting one game above 500, I think it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, we'll move to the Red Sox. Uh, I'm going to buy this. I think the Red Sox are a terrible team. I don't know what's going on. I know they didn't really change their lineup much, but the Red Sox team is just not good. They're not hitting. We just lost a Boston five-unit pick today with Sale on the mound. I mean, uh, I'm getting frustrated because every time the model tells us to pick Boston, I'm very hesitant, and, and we're just getting killed with this team because they're in no man's land. Uh, I'm buying that they suck. I'm going to be honest. It's just not, 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 not going right now, you know? <laughs> What are you saying? Uh, a little World Series hangover there? A World Series hangover, big time. Actually, World Series drunk actually is the probably the proper term here. Yeah, I mean, um, just that's just slumping. That's just not played well. JD yeah. Martinez, he just hit his first home run the other day, didn't he? And they're just not getting production from their big guns. Uh, you know, moving on, we'll go to the AL. Uh, what is this? The AL Central Twins and Indians. Uh, Twins are uh, two ahead in the loss column. Um, love this team. We made a great futures pick here. 
If you still have the odds there, I think it was almost 3-1. to one. Please take the Twins. The Indians are going to run out of steam here, I'm telling you. I am fully behind the Twins. This is my pick personally. We threw the model to the side. We took the Indians. It's not going to happen there. We didn't like it. We see a lot of value here in the Twins. Please get a bet in there on the futures if you can. They are going to end up winning this division. Uh, not solidly, but when coming down the stretch, they're going to have to not choke to win it pretty much. And that's how I see that going. I mean, um, you know, Derek Coop, anything there? Yeah, we just saw the Twins a couple days ago in their doubleheader. They hit 11 home runs, I think, in the whole day during their doubleheader. I mean, that's just that's just that's incredible. Those incredible that's numbers. Crazy. That's not just by, wow. by chance. Um, that's unbelievable. Yeah, just just great hitting team. Uh, Indians kind of struggling to find their, their stride here with pitching. Um, I think they're going to give the Twins a, you know, a, a run for their money at the end, but we do have the Twins winning that in our, in our futures play. Uh, another big team, uh, I think actually one of the top teams in baseball, Seattle, 16-9. Dear God. I'm going to buy this. I, I think this team hits really well. They're playing um, just absolutely fantastic baseball. One of the best hitting teams in the road. They're actually ranked one. Um, playing just absolute dominant baseball versus righties as well. And they just they got it going on right now. You have the you have Nelson Cruz like not even playing day to day, and that's a huge bat in their lineup. Um, right. D Gordon, these guys are just getting hot and playing well. Um, I'm I'm definitely buying Seattle's a great team. Um, they will give Houston a, a run for their money here for the division. How about Mitch Haniger? This guy is on fire right now. Can't, guy can't miss. Uh, look, they, how many home runs have they hit? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah, they've definitely hit the most in the league. I think upwards of thirty. Yeah, I mean they're just they're they're ahead in most batting categories. Like I just said, they're number one on the on the uh, the road. I think yep, number one there. It, it's just it's incredible. I mean, just hitting a lot of lot of baseballs over the fence and keeping opponents you know down, down in runs. I mean, their their pitching stats are not the greatest, but I mean, man, this team is just is just getting out in front of it right now, keeping stride and and they're doing well. Um, moving to the NL East, I mean, you know, my Mets. I, I made a bet with Derek here. Uh, 90 wins, 100 bucks. I even gave him five games. Um, it's kind of a you know a gag bet. I do think the Mets are, are doing well here. Stupid bet. Not a stupid bet until you check the scores right now, where it's 8-0 Mets. Let's go Mets. You know, City Field. Uh, we will have contests probably later in the year. We do give away Mets tickets um, for you know referrals and likes and comments on our social media and stuff like that. So we'll probably be able to give out some Mets tickets for people that are interested in the New Jersey area, New York area, listening to our podcast and. Uh, you know, supporting us. Um, Philly, I think, leads the division right now around uh, 12 and 9. Um, you know, I'm buying this team big time. Um, Bryce Harper, big energy. They're pitching well. Um, it's going to be a close race of division, but they, they should probably win this division. Derek? I mean, uh, I mean, Bryce Harper is a big addition when he doesn't get ejected early in the game, arguing balls and strikes. He got ejected from the dugout. That was nonsense. I would have slapped the ump. Uh, he pushed his, uh, he pushed his own, own coach out of the way to slap the ump pretty much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he tripped on the top step. Not a good look. Yeah, but, <laughs> he did trip on the top step. That's cool. uh, a team I want to keep my eyes out on would probably be the Atlanta Braves. I mean, they have Acuna. He's an absolute stud. Uh, are they going to get the pitching, though? I don't know. They Their lineup's really talented. Josh Donaldson has been a really nice addition for them. Uh, I mean, this division is super tight. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, I think the Braves are a great team. My boy Freddie Freeman is just an absolute monster. Freddie Freeman. It's going to be tough for the Mets to, to – I mean, I think the Mets, the Mets have the talent to compete. They need they need a lot more from Noah Syndrome. They got Pete Alonso, baby. Pete Alonso yeah. uh, seems to be the real deal. But they need more from Noah Syndergaard. That's He's got to be his, 
he's got to be number two. He hasn't pitched like a number yeah, two. Yeah, he's, he's been absolutely awful. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, moving down, Pirates, Cardinals, Brewers, all within, you know, one game or two games of each other. Um, the Pirates are surprisingly pitching really well. I think they're the top top three in a way pitching, dominant in ERA. Um, on the road, they're doing okay at home. I think they're top five. This is a team that is winning games and low-scoring games, except obviously when we picked them to win last night, and they're winning 4-1. Like we told you that no one's going to hit Musgrove. Musgrove leaves the game in the seventh, and they give up like 16 runs or something like that. Oh, yeah, it was like gosh. 11 runs late in the game. That's just a fluke. I mean, that yeah. won't happen most games. It yeah. just uh, happened to happen that we, when we took them. I mean, how do you think that goes over in the clubhouse? Like, does Musgrove just tell him, like, what the fuck guy? Like, and just, like, slaps him across the face? Or is it more <laughs> of just like, yeah, you know, no big deal. We'll, we'll shake it off. No, absolutely not. This guy is one one with a .81 ERA. He leaves two guys on base, and the pitcher can't get outs. I mean, some of these things were – I give the pitcher some credit. I mean, some of them were, like, some soft hit balls. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you were coming in there to, you know, help me out and – not only did you drive my ERA up because I left the guy on base for you, but you, you get, got me, give me a loss. But I, I didn't get a win there. And I, I want wins because I have contract incentives for the most part. You know, that's where it really comes from, probably thoughts wise. Right. But um, yeah, poor Musgrove. He comes out of the game up four one, goes in the locker room, takes a shower, comes back out, and he's losing. He's like, "What the heck, guys? What'd you do?" <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, uh, Dodgers fifteen and nine. I'm buying the Dodgers and uh, I'm selling the the Rockies. Uh, uh, I think the Rockies are going to play well, you know, better in the uh, better in the later half of the season. But Dodgers uh, still the streak continues. Uh, Thirty plus home runs at home. They're playing well. Bellinger just, I mean, just, un- just unreal, unreal hitting. Yeah, guy's an absolute monster team. at the plate. Yeah, and Bellinger, you want to talk about Pizzo, Bellinger? Peterson. Yeah, yeah. We did miss someone though. We'll talk. We'll, we'll touch on him a little bit. We later. haven't we missed him. Miss it's coming up. It's coming up. The God. The God. Um, some quick, uh, quick stats in uh, baseball that we use to make our picks. Uh, just some, some quick things here. Pitching staffs. Best pitching staffs in baseball. Home, it's the Cubs, Pirates, Rays, Reds, Giants in that order. On the away side for pitching best is Pirates, Rockies, Tigers, Rays, Astros. Worst pitching staffs. Away, Athletics, Braves, Red Sox, Marlins, Cubs. On the home side, Orioles, Mets, White Sox, Rockies, and Rangers. If you look um, uh, towards the hitting side, uh, you know, the best hitting teams in baseball on the road are Mariners, Mets, Cubs, Twins, Red Sox. At home, it's Rangers, Dodgers, Brewers, Phillies, Yankees. This is based off, uh, this is based off average and a run scored. Um, versus lefties, D-back, Braves, Oakland, Giants, Red Sox. Versus righties, Mariners, Dodgers, Twins, Cardinals, Yankees. And the worst hitting teams in baseball on the road, Marlins, Tigers, Rangers, Reds, Angels. Home, Red Sox, Giants, Cubs, Mets, Pirates. Versus lefties, Tigers, Twins, Yankees, Pirates, Cardinals. Versus righties, Giants, Marlins, Reds, Rockies, Pirates. All worst hitting teams in baseball. Now, you might have just rolled your eyes and said, why the hell is this guy just rattling off these teams? It's important because when you have certain scenarios like Boston today, who was a 2-1 to favorite, they're playing uh, at home and they're playing the Tigers, who were the away team, versus a left-handed pitcher. And the Tigers are the bottom two in stats there. As I said before, for... Uh, worst hitting teams on the road, it's the Tigers in second, second worst, and uh, first lefties are the worst. I mean, that's just a, uh, that's just a game where we got uh, you know, a little bit of variance there where it's not coming through, but they're just a bad team versus lefties on the road. I mean, you got a dominant pitcher in Chris Sale. I don't know how you fade that bet. We don't get scared of odds. We like matchups like that, and it didn't work out for us. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Chris Sale is just not, has just not been pitching well recently. I think it stemmed back to last year. I think he, had, he sat out the last month. He's lost some velocity. And, I mean, it looks like he's just trying to lose, especially after his big contract he got. I mean, I guess the, the Red Sox must see something that he's going to be ready for the next four years, but didn't have it today. 
All right, let's move into the let's move into some uh, some questions here. Yankees going to be okay. It's one of the DMs we got. Are they going to be okay? How, what do you think there, Derek? Uh, yeah, I do. I uh, just think. Well, first of all, if they get protection like this from Clint Frazier, they, he's quickly budding into a, a star. Right. I, look, they still have guys on the, in this lineup that can produce. They got Glaber Torres is still healthy. Uh, DJ LeMay, who's been great for them, guys smacking the ball all over the field. And the biggest question for the Yankees is if they get leads, can their bullpen protect protect their leads? And that's what it's going to come down to until they get guys like Judge back and Dahar. I mean, who knows if they're going to get Severino back? That would be a huge loss to their rotation. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you're, you're, so you're, you're saying they're going to weather the storm. Um, I think I heard Trey Wingo this morning talk about how. Um, you know, they are, they are just playing with a, a, a triple-A lineup almost. I mean, some of these guys you never yeah. even heard of. I mean, who the hell yeah. is Talkman? The guy homered last night. Yeah, I mean, who, who is he? But it just seems yeah. like the Yankees Jared have guys in, their, guys in their uh, minor league ball that can just, like, hit home runs, especially at Yankee Stadium. You come in there, it seems like anyone can hit a home run. But, yeah, once they get back, hopefully they yeah. get back Stanton, DD late in the year. I mean, DD's one of the better hitters that they have, and when he comes back, I think he'll uh, definitely bring a boost to their lineup. Just a morale boost, too. You guys can see him penciled in on the card, and they just get you going. <laughs> yeah, you got your, uh, your power, because one swing. One swing can change the game from any of those yeah. guys. Yep, going back real quick, uh, just back to the NBA. Uh, Philly up, 54-29. Um, just giving it to Brooklyn still, so nothing's changed there. Got some well, live bits in. cut it to 20, bro. That's the question. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, we're not going to make another pick there. We already have two picks in play. Um, you know, two, <laughs> two live bets for Big Al is, is plenty there, especially at the unit size I play at. Um, you know, moving on, be- best uh, best hitter in baseball, Bellinger. Yes or no? Buy or sell? Uh, oh, man, I know he, I see him next on our list here, but are you going to ignore what Christian Yelich is doing right now? Oh, my God. Yeah, the Yelich is just, uh, is just a, an absolute <laughs> monster. I think he'd wish he plays against the Cardinals every day. Eight oh home God, runs, yeah. seven games, over 500 hitting, uh, you know, average-wise there. He's just uh, incredible. Uh, e- either one of these guys is going to break 50 home runs, Coop? I think they definitely have a chance. I mean, both of their swings are just great. It seems like Yelich just has no effort and just goes over the fence. Same with Bellinger. He's got that whip-like swing. It just seems like once he gets good wood on it, just over the fence. Yeah, you know what what I like? I love that Yelich is hitting home runs because the Brewers had Eric Thames. He's still on the team, but uh, two years ago he started off. He came back from Japan. He was hitting curveballs, and he had a pee in a cup every fucking game he played in. Yelich, he's just too small to think he's on steroids. The guy is just absolutely killing the ball right now. Um, it's great to see. I like to see Bellinger. I like to see Yelich hitting bombs. Um, really fun baseball to watch when they play together in that uh, four-game series. Uh, Dodgers taking three games uh, to yeah. uh, Milwaukee's one, even though they were playing in Milwaukee. Uh, moving on, worst team in baseball. Now, I'm going to take Kansas City. I know they're not the worst team record-wise, I don't think, but uh, I think they are the worst team in baseball. Just a bad bullpen. Um, and that's, that's the bad part. In baseball, like, when your starter gives you seven shutout innings and you can't win a game, even if you're up two or three runs, like that's just that's pathetic. So close. And that's how the Rays yeah. won the other day. And we told you in the pick that their bullpen was not going to hold, regardless of what the score was. Give us, you know, two or three runs there in the seventh or eighth inning, we'll come through. And uh, you have the guy that just had his birth, uh, his son's birthday. I think it was Zanino. Hits a bomb off the center field wall. They score four in the seventh on the bullpen, and that was an easy win for us in a five-unit play. Um, you know, uh, who, do, who do you got for the worst team in baseball, Derek? Uh, man, you know, I'm going to go with the Marlins. They play in that division that is just stacked. They're clearly the the worst team. Uh, it, they're 7-16 right now. They don't have terrible anyone pitching, on their, Terrible pitching on the road, too. Oh, yeah, they can't pitch. They can't hit. They can't do anything. Yeah. 
they uh, they got even worse. Um, real quick, though, if you're clicking around our website on our podcast or you're just joining us here right now, you can always see the podcast at www.linebreakers.com for all information and some you know great betting tips and uh, other information on our website. Please check it out. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, the, we, we picked the Yankees versus the Angels the other day, and we picked the Angels. But as I was sitting there watching the game, because we try to watch every game so we have insight with our model versus what's going on currently in our picks. I mean, you had an extra inning game that went to the 13th or 14th inning, and it was just it was unbearable. It's an extra you know half a game of baseball. I think that we should get rid of extra innings. You don't play extra baseball. It's like the movie Troy. We're mm-hmm. going to send Achilles out there. You send Hector, and we're going to have Yelich <laughs> versus Bellinger, five baseballs each, who hits the furthest ball. I think that's how you have to do it. Yeah, definitely something like that. Who hits the most home runs? Who hit the furthest ball? And especially, you don't want to go into extra innings. They're not serving beer anymore. No one's having yeah, fun. You're on. coming down. <laughs> Nothing good's going to come. People are going to start throwing up. Kids falling asleep. Yeah. Parents just want to <laughs> get home. They did have dollar hot dog night, I think, uh, all the way through the game the other night in extra innings. I forget who, which, uh, which team had it, mm. but one of the picks I we remember. had did have dollar. dollar uh, it was the Nationals game, actually. No, uh, not the Nationals. The Phillies. Dollar hot dog all the way to the 16th inning, or I think it was playing the Nets. I'm down for that. But even in uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, they ran out of a hot dog buns. Yes. So they just had yes. the hot dogs uh, without any just buns. Bad. That was interesting. To have. That was interesting pictures on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to move into a inside scoop with Coop. Uh, this is a segment where Coop gives us some really cool stats and bending trends or long shot odds that he finds throughout the week. Um, anything for us here? Cool. I mean, we said it before, the Columbus Blue Jacks, 45-1 to 1 to sweep the Lightning. I mean, oh, yeah, we stole your thunder there. We apologize. Those are one of the – yeah, thanks, guys. 45-1. to 1. I mean, that would have been a great ticket if you would have put five bucks down even. Would have cashed really well. Um, you know, uh, we're going to move on here. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. We're back here. This is Big Al speaking on the show, The Line Breakers. Uh, it's April 23rd, Tuesday, 2019. I'm here in the studio with uh, Coop and Derek. We just got out of uh, talking about the MLB. We're going to move on to the NFL. One of our favorite topics, we love the NFL. It's a great sport. Uh, unfortunately, it's the only sport where we really don't have it year-round. Um, it's a short season in theory. It's only a couple months, and then we got to sit on the sidelines for what seems on end. Um, you know, we really don't follow the AFL right now. It doesn't seem like it's really picking up any steam or any real excitement. You know, uh, the only guy flourishing there is Johnny Menzel, and he plays on a terrible team, I think. Yeah, I think the I think they're going to lock that one up after this year. I don't think it's going to uh, last a second year. It seems like they went bankrupt after the first. Yeah, went bankrupt after the first week. It seemed like everyone was watching it the first week. It had so much hype. I mean, it was just something to watch, especially the week after the Super Bowl, and then we after that, it was football. just. They yeah, couldn't. They couldn't right. even pay the players the first week. I'm pretty sure the Carolina Hurricanes owner owns the league. Yeah, he, he bought payroll. the league. He didn't. They make payroll week one. Yeah, I don't know why he would I buy. Don't know that not a good businessman. We just need the XFL. Come on. Yeah, a little Vince bring McMahon it back with action. Trump, right? Yeah, we're we'll not going to get political the, here, though. <laughs> little hit him with the chair. Yeah, hit him with the chair. The uh, ladder match, whatever you want. Uh, what just came out for the NFL the schedules? Uh, who had the best schedule release? It was absolute, absolutely hands down the Atlanta Falcons. They did a Game of Thrones release, probably one of the coolest schedule releases of all time. Just if you're a Game of Thrones fan, check it out. If you can't find it, please send us a DM to um, at the line underscore breakers. We'll show it to you. It's a really cool video. You don't have to be an Atlanta fan. You can just appreciate the theme music from Game of Thrones and how they have the opponent's uh, video up there, too. Uh, you know, uh, the schedules came out. Uh, strength of schedules, the hardest, the hardest schedule right now is uh, the Eagles. Do you think the Eagles deserve that, Derek? 
What is the Eagles? Does the Eagles win the division last year? I think they win that. I mean, that's a god awful division to begin with, but I think they oh, just I mean, yeah. squeaked it out in the, the last week. Or did they, I'm trying to remember. I, it seems like they got a first place schedule. I mean, pff. look, Carson Wentz, it's your time to shine. That's it. You don't have Nick Foles to fall back on anymore if you're if you're an Eagle fan. So this guy's got to stay healthy. I mean, the Eagles are a good team. And where did Foles go this offseason? He's down in Jacksonville. Yeah, he's down in Jacksonville. Yeah, you got the big contract down in Jacksonville. Big contract. Just uh, a report here back again. We have uh, 60 for the Philly, 31 Brooklyn. Our live bet and our regular bet for you know the line breakers here is doing very well. It's halftime. Ooh, breaking news though: Bruins getting a big goal up three to one. Yes, absolutely. We love that. We love to see five unit plays um, ahead late. You know, knock on wood here that we uh, we cash that big ticket for our followers and subscribers. Um, the second hardest schedule is actually the Saints. And uh, you know what? Let me just go down the road here. First top ten schedules: you have Eagles, Saints, Chargers, Rams, Bucks, Steelers, Panthers, Bengals, Browns, Cowboys. And uh, it's it just it, it's kind of interesting how some of these teams that you know, God forbid, they didn't do all these acquisitions in the offseason. I mean, they'd be in you know Upshits Creek. I mean, the Browns just got Odell Beckham. They're making moves. They've just suckered the Giants into one of the worst trades in history, probably. Um, and they're in the, they're in the top ten uh, top ten schedule strength of schedule wise, where the NFL has deemed that based on previous records, these are going to be the hardest games for these uh, these top ten teams. Um, some of the interesting things just for bets that we're going to get out to you right now is that Saints are two to five to win the division. Are you fucking kidding me right now? There is no way this team, regardless of how good they are, they've won it back to back times. For the division, they're going to go for the third. It's only happened once in the last 30 years. It was the Panthers a couple of years ago. Uh, Falcons were hurt. Panthers are a good team with Cam Newton. He's getting a lot more experience. You can easily, I mean, get to the bookmaker right now, place a bet, whether it's 10 bucks, 100 bucks, 1,000, whatever your unit size is, put at least one unit on the Panthers and one unit on the Falcons. Falcons going off at 5-1. to one. That is literally just a major fuck you to the Falcons. They're a much better team. Um, and the Panthers, 7-1. to one. You bet those two teams. And if the Saints don't win the division, which at the second hardest scheduling, you know, we're going to go over their schedule in a second. I mean, it's just a great value fade. You're just fading statistics. You're fading probability. You got the Falcons and the Panthers, who if they stay healthy, will give the Saints a tough run in that division. And we're not even counting out that if Drew Brees takes a blindside hit in the first week and he's out for the rest of the season, your ticket's going to cash. I guarantee you that. And you don't have to worry about the Bucs because the Bucs suck. So just bet the Falcons <laughs> and just bet the Panthers. For you uh, subscribers out there listening to our podcast, me and Derek are big-time Falcons fans. Cooper is a Packers fan. You know, we don't blame him for that, but we are going to be biased. We don't like the Saints. If you have some questions or you have some, you know, uh, if you're a guest on the show and you're a Saints fan, come prepared, come with facts, because we will light you up if you're not ready. Um, and, and what I mean, Derek, you have to agree there. Two to five, I mean, that, that is just a, a big fuck you to the rest of the division. you got to be kidding me. I mean, look, the Saints are good, and they were healthy last year, and if they're healthy again this year. They're going to be hard to beat, but it's hard to stay healthy, dude. Just ask Falcons fans and Panther fans for that matter. Six Pro Bowlers hurt last year for the Falcons. The Rams. Who's the? Can we can we agree that it's not as it's not clearly that the Saints are the best team in football because they didn't win the Super Bowl. I mean, they had a, a close call with the Rams. There, we know that was a, a pass interference oh, call man. that was missed. But still, at, still at had the, chances to win. At the same time, the Rams played against the Patriots, and they're five to nine. How could you have? A division like the Rams, who's one of the best teams in football, be five to nine with a lower schedule, lower schedule rating ranking, and the Saints above them at you know uh, at the second hardest schedule and two to five. It just it doesn't make any sense. These are this is where the odds makers are 100 percent wrong. 
underestimating the Falcons, underestimating the Panthers. Get at least one unit each on the Panthers and the Saints. Um, I'm probably going to lay 500 on each team if I get a chance to. You know, as soon as I see those odds at 5-1 to one and 7-1. to one. If the Falcons win, you win four times your money. If the Panthers win, you win six times your money. I mean, it's just an awesome fade bet there. You're getting plenty of value. Saints won't win the division. I'm not seeing it happen three times in a row, twice in the last 10 years. It's great. We'll have some probability probably on one of these other podcasts to show how bad off of a bet it is to bet the Saints to win. Simple as that. Um, yeah. we'll, go, we'll, we'll go by the by their schedule right now. I mean, you got uh, – uh, well, maybe we won't go right into their schedule. I mean, Coop, do you have anything here on the Saints? I mean, I know you think the Saints are a very good team, but, dude, two to five is just – it's a joke. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because you have Alan Kamari is going to take a bulk of the snaps now that Mark Ingram's gone unless they're bringing another running back. Mark Ingram went to uh, the Ravens, as we know, and – I mean, Alvin Kamara is athletic enough. He can play anywhere, play outside. He can run the ball inside, run the ball outside, catch the ball. I mean, he can do it all, and especially the Saints are just so versatile. They they know how to call plays. They put Tyson Hill in there. He he brings that added element to their game. It's tough to beat. Michael Thomas is one of the best wide receivers in the league, pass catcher. I mean, they're going to be tough to beat. I understand that. It's hard to win a division three times in a row, and it's even hard to stay healthy down there, but... I guess they'll have to give it a go, and I mean, I guess the bookmakers force it. Yeah, I mean they're forcing it, but they're wrong. I mean, don't don't get us wrong. We do respect lines. We try to give you. We try to stay away from primetime games. Bookmakers. I mean, I'm not bookmakers. Odds makers. People make the line. They take a lot of time and they put effort into key primetime games. Where you guys who are not using the line breakers are betting every game in the morning. You're down big time. They have to double down on the primetime game, and they're just so much more focused there. We make a lot more money on Colts Jaguars because no one cares about that game. The the odds makers don't have enough time to set a line that that's more accurate. And here I think that they're going to get too much in the action on the Saints, trying to balance it out, trying to have people avoid the Saints. It's an easy fade bet, like we said. We're about to go game by game real quick. Um, we'll have an answer from each of us, whether the game is a loss or a win. Try to keep track of what our you know projected record is for the Saints, but I just think it's too good of a, uh, of a value play here. Um, home first, Houston. I think it's going to be a tough game, but I'll give them a win. Derek? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be Houston. Houston's a awful road team. Yeah. Uh, Cooper, you're going to go with the win Yeah, there? exactly. Houston. Saints coming in, trying to show the league that they missed out on the... Uh, Saints are going to be pissed call. off. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to say win-loss, and Darius and repeat you know, his answer right after that. We're just going to down the load real quick. Um, if we end up, you know, if someone has a huge objection, I'll feel free to, but I don't see huge objections in these games. Um, at the Rams, loss. I think they're going to lose that game also. I think they're going to win that one. Okay. So that's uh, two loss and a win at the Seahawks. I think they're going to lose I'm, that game I'm also. I'm going to give them a loss there as well. Yeah, I think they're going to lose that game. Okay. So by some, you know, by the majority here, we have them at one and two. Home versus the Cowboys, I think it's going to be a tough game, but I'll give them the win there. Uh, See, I think it's going to be a hard, hard-fought game. That's an interesting game because if Dallas can run the ball, I mean, dude, you, it's hard to beat a good run game, but I I will give the Saints a win in that game. I don't trust Dak Prescott still. He's just he's he's too uh he's a game manager. He's not a he's not a playmaker. Don't forget about Amari Cooper. Exactly. And the Cowboys, I think it's gonna be like a Sean Payton uh interview for the uh, Cowboys job for next year. So I think they're gonna the Saints are gonna win that game. Interesting, interesting viewpoint. Home versus the Bucks, I mean that's an automatic win. Unless Fitzy's playing. <laughs> Fitz magic, yeah. Uh, uh, just, no, that should be a win. Just a win there. Uh, Cooper's probably gonna give him a win. We'll move on. Um, that's going to be, you know, they'll probably be at three and two there. You know, some respect, maybe four and one. Um, at the Jaguars, I got a loss there. Jaguars are a really good defensive team at home. Um, I just don't see them having success there. Plenty of better teams on the road have played in the Jaguars, and they've just shut them down. Um, I'm giving you the loss. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, see what they did to the Patriots last year. They dominated the Patriots at home. I will give them a loss in that game. Yeah, I'm going to say they lose. It's interesting to see what uh, Foles is going to do down there, though. Yeah, right. At the Bears, that's another loss for me. I mean, this this team has too much edge pressure. Um, they're they're going to come flying off the edge. They're really going to sack uh, Saints. He might get hurt in that game personally. I just think the Bears are too good of a defense. Mitch Trubisky's getting better. That's going to be that's going to be a loss. Uh, I think the Saints are going to win this game. I think the Bears uh, regress from where they were last season. I think they lost to some key guys on defense, Adrian Amos especially. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the Bears win that game. I think the Saints win. Okay. Home versus the Cardinals, I'll give them a win. I don't think the Cardinals – the Cardinals are in a, a world of hurt right now. They don't really know what's going on, so I'll probably give them a win there. They have no idea what they were doing. They don't. Uh, and said, you're really gonna, if they trade Josh Rosen, wow. Yeah, I'll say the Cardinals win many of the games next year. I think they lose that one to the Saints. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Home versus the Falcons. Um, you know, obviously we're Falcons fans here. Uh, you know, it's hard to play in the Superdome. I'm going to give them a win there. Yeah, I do think they are going to beat the Falcons at home this year. Yeah, I agree too. I think the Saints uh, Saints are just hard to beat at home. At the Bucks, I think they I think they, they took another win there. So they are winning some of these games here. Um, we're going to have to try to have a tally at the end, but they're not going to go thirteen and three or, or twelve and four probably. Maybe maybe right on twelve and four, but they're going to lose some of these games. And at eleven and five, I mean, if you're going to be a division winner, eleven and five, I mean, that's that's an easy bet against. I mean, that's not really that great of a record. Eleven and five is is okay. You know, because uh, a lot of the wild card teams make it a ten and six, and you know, a division winner should be winning, you know, pretty handily here in, in a lot of these times. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, we're giving the win against the Bucks. I'm gonna give them. Um, I'm gonna give them a loss home versus Carolina. Uh, actually, I think they're gonna lose in Tampa Bay. They should have lost that last year. Interesting. Okay. So we kind of have a flip flop there. I mean, they're gonna lose one of those games. I think we're gonna agree on there. Um, then they have at Falcons Thanksgiving Day. Falcons lost by t- uh, 14 with a late backdoor cover touchdown, uh, missing the spread by a half a point. They're going to be fired up on Thanksgiving Day at home. That's going to be uh, a route, I think, for the Falcons. I got the Saints losing big time in that game. The Falcons are not losing that game. If they're healthy, they are not losing yeah, that game. Yeah, healthy is key. The Falcons had some injuries lately. I think the Saints are going to win that game. I think uh, Sean Payton knows how to get his team ready on a short week. Leave. I mean, yeah, do you want to just get on the knees and blow with Peyton right now? I mean, you're giving them wins in every one of these games. I mean, they might as well just give them the trophy right now, in Cooper's opinion. Um, home versus the 49ers, probably going to win that game. Jimmy G, some Jimmy G magic. I don't know what the 49ers are going to be this year, honestly. No idea. I mean, the, the so I mean, we can we can kind of skip to the end here because we're just kind of like rattling off a little bit. I mean, they're going to be eleven and five, twelve and four, maybe. Uh, they could be ten and six in some of these games. I mean, it all depends on how healthy they are, what's going on. I mean, at the end of the day, we just love the fade there. You're going to get great value on the Falcons at five to one, Panthers seven to one. Get that bet in. Um, Falcons, great. You know, so some of the Super Bowl bets. You know, for just uh, rattling it off right now, some great value. We think. Falcons 30 to 1, 14th hardest schedule, 30 to 1, full team back. They were uh, Vegas Dave's, uh, you know, pick to win it before. Um, you have the Packers who are the 28th worth, uh, 28th easiest schedule. Great bet for the division, value bet, 2 to 1 there. Get some units in on the Packers. I mean, they're going to, they win the division more often than not. They were a little bit hurt last year. And although the Bears are good, I mean, this is just a team that can win the division. You got the best quarterback in that division. Get the bet in there. Um, and 22 to 1, not a bad value pick for a Super Bowl. And the Jags, Jags 50-1, to QB away from playing in a Super Bowl game. I mean, this defense is for real. Mark my words, Jags probably win their own division, and they can make a run for a Super Bowl on the AFC side if they just get 
some quarterback play uh, from Nick Foles and some defense, obviously. Yeah, exactly. The addition of Nick Foles, and they finally you seem they have a quarterback, especially want to play in the playoffs. That's what you wanted down there, and that's what they got now. Okay, and um, you know um, we're just going to go with uh, real quick uh, initial power rankings. Initial power rankings. Just well. top five, real quick. Top five. Well, I think you got to put the Patriots at one, defending champs. Uh, I think it should be Patriots one, Rams two. Uh, I think you should put the Saints at three. They, they, you could easily argue that they should have been playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, Chiefs four, and number five. Man. Mm. You know, I'm going to throw – I love the Packers this year. I think the Packers, what they added to their defense in Adrian Amos, uh, Zadarius Smith, and Preston Smith, that team is – and they're going to get a new coach. Rodgers is going to be happy. Look out for the remake Packers this year. I really like them. Okay, very good. I mean, that's just some quick initial power rankings from Derek. We're going to get more into this on other podcasts, you know, following and obviously leading up to the NFL season. We're really far out right now. Um, we're going to leave it to Coop here to talk about some of our social media and our website again real quick before, you know, we wrap it up. Yeah, we appreciate all you guys listening. And I know you're on the website right now, but it's www.thelinebreakers.com. And our IG page is the line breakers underscore, the, uh, the line underscore breakers. You know, we're going to hope to launch the service for real, you know, full website, full pick packages, you know, in the near future. Uh, we are working on our website, like we said. Please check back on updates on the launch and pricing announcements. Uh, obviously, in the podcast, when you're on the website, you know, there should be announcement there as well. And uh, that's all we have time for today, folks. We appreciate you listening to this week's podcast. If you'd like to be a part of our show, contact us, and we will try to make that happen. Tune in next week for some more sports opinions and sports betting content. Until next time, bet with your head, not with your heart. I'm Big Al, that's Coop and Derek, and we are the Line Breakers.